should win. Uh, American Summer so should be pretty good. Okay. So, uh, you guys ready to do this thing? Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Welcome to the Something Random Podcast, where sometimes we talk about movies, sometimes we talk about television, but we always talk about something random. I'm your host, Charles Joseph Kelly. And I'm back. It's Michael C. Macbeth. Hi. Hey, buddy. Welcome back, Michael. This is Joel Adam Chavez. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing this week? So good. So good, apparently. (laughs) I am pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, just pretty good. Are you okay, dude? Just you pretty feel, good. You feel he's, all right? He's in painting. I have mode. some projects going on right now, and some of them aren't going quite right. But oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, I saw Beauty and the Beast this weekend. Oh yeah, and how'd you like it? It was pretty. It's very yeah. pretty. I was I was really proud of that set. I thought it it's came good. together very nicely. Yeah. Can you guys explain to our audience who doesn't know what the hell you guys are talking about? What's going on? That I paint sets mm-hmm. for theater companies around Colorado and Michael saw one of the shows of for which I paint. Wow. 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 That was what I said was wow. Yeah. All right. So we've got ourselves a ticking time bomb that's called uh, me needing to get the heck out of here at a specific time. So uh, what have you guys watched this week? (laughs) (laughs) I'm moving it right along. This is how it's going to be today. Fair enough. Um, Well, I finally watched Greatest Showman. (gasps) Oh, yes. (sighs) Blew my mind. Blew my mind. Um... I, I've talked with several people, and some some have said that um, they they weren't a fan of the the music, mm-hmm. but visually it was excellent. And I I can see how some people are arrive at that place, especially because you know you have a historic famous opera singer, and this this person I was talking to is involved in opera, and so you have an opera singer singing nothing operatic whatsoever. Right. Um, sure. And so, and I get that that's a choice. It's like doing, it's like doing a modern day production of a Shakespeare play. You know, you, you just, you just accept the fact that, okay, when they're talking about guns, that's what they mean by sword, you know? Yeah. I think it, it took me a while to, to like the the music had to win me over. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at first I was like the hip hoppy thing. I'm not not even. It's not even hip hop. Just more modern. Yeah. Uh, it had to. I was like, I don't know. You know, this is. I'm seeing old and I'm hearing newer. It's just not working. But the music's so good that yeah. it didn't take long. If I were to listen to the album before I watched the movie, I'd be like, eh, I wouldn't have felt like it. F- yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But it was. I was sold from the moment the first frame went up and it was just like gorgeous and then they did like the the classic uh silent film kind of like text screens yeah i was like this is this is going to be my film yeah it it was it was amazing from the start i do have to say though um it wasn't the last number it wasn't the finale it was right to spoilers if you guys are uh, so shut your ears for a second if you haven't seen this yet but when he reconnects with his circus group that song mm-hmm. uh, from now on, mm-hmm. it sounded like it was written by Mumford and Sons. Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it looked like it was in Once the Musical. Like yeah. it looked, it looked and felt like Once the Musical in that scene. That that I'd one have to felt. To it. I'd have to listen to it again. It I felt out of place to me. I agree. Yeah. It felt like yeah. a different music style. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you watch? I'm trying to think of. Uh, I've been. I'm almost caught up on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I haven't seen the most recent one. Friday episode. It was no. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's one of those interim episodes where you can kind of see where they're taking things. It, there's uh, a huge plot development, but it's just right at the end. But the rest of it is kind of 
Yeah, I, I like how story driven it is, and it, it's it's gotten to a place now where they they do a musical number, and it's like. 10, 15 minutes into the episode that they do their first song. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, oh yeah, this is a musical. Yep. <laughs> I was so engaged <laughs> in what was happening that I had forgotten for a second. I've been, there was three people that I've been trying to pitch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend on, on Facebook, and two of them are watching it now, and they're like, I can't believe I haven't watched the show until now. And I'm like, <laughs> of course, I've been telling you this for years, not years, year. Two, two yeah. years. Yeah. I see it. I see it show up on Netflix. Not Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, the one you told me to watch. Uh, there's a couple actually. There's the, the, Big Mouth and the and the, what's the horse? Bojack. Oh, Horseman. Bojack Horseman. Like mm-hmm. I just see yeah. them pop up and I'm like, God, I need to look at those and I yeah. never. I, never... I, I am right there with you. I mean, I. There's so I much get... that I want to check out and it's just hard to watch everything. Yeah, I haven't. To be honest, uh, you guys can skip past me pretty quick. Besides from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I haven't watched anything this week. I've been so focused on the five podcast projects that I'm working on right now right. that I'm kind of like, nope, yeah, no, I'm good. Um, I have a couple big things. Um, well, I'll start with my smallest, the the one that I will talk about the least, which is um, I watched Annabelle Creation, which um, I'm a big fan of the Conjuring films and the Conjuring universe, and uh-huh. I thought it was so great. It was better than the first one. Okay. I don't know if either of you have seen Annabelle or if you're familiar with I it. I know the, the, the world, but I, right. I heard about the new one. The, the Annabelle is a, is a cool movie. I think uh-huh. it's it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a neat story and everything. This film, the origin film, Why the Doll is Possessed really good story right it's scary i mean it's a scary story Mm -hmm. it's not just a scary movie it would be a scary story to hear about not just as in not just jump scares and and visually scary it's actually got scary plot points um so anyway i watched that i recommend it i loved it and there's a new one coming out the nun it should come out i think it was fall maybe which is uh based on the scary nun in conjuring 2 but anyway um Another thing I watched that I've been wanting to talk to you guys about is Jim and Andy. I watched it last night. Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah. yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was very interesting. It's it, a great, it's a great uh, documentary for both those characters, right? Mm-hmm. For understanding Jim Carrey as a whole nowadays. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, it, it was intriguing, and I was uncomfortable watching some yeah. of it, and I was confused watching some of it, but I couldn't take my eyes off of it. No, it was great, um, and it just shows you how how serious some some actors take their their work, and uh, I mean, I have a respect for Jim Carrey for him do, approaching it the way that he did and i also have just i'm just like so like really that's what you ha- i mean that's that's crazy so i ask you a question <laughs> i look at him and i go you're crazy right so but i but i under, you know right that's how he does it so i asked you a question on a previous podcast mm-hmm. and now that you've seen it i want to ask you the same question okay do you think jim carrey is just playing a character <sighs> now watching the documentary it's now hard. saying what you're doing it's hard i i want to say that I think I think it's a, a little bit of both. I think he is kind of playing a character, and he's playing up the fact that he was method during this shooting and everything. But I also think that he's kind of—I think he's accomplished so much mm-hmm. and so quickly. Yeah. 
Like he shot to stardom in 1994. It was fast. He had mm-hmm. three huge features. Yeah, right year. in a row. Yeah, and it was I think what, that Dumb and Dumber. It was Dumb and Dumber. It was he started with Ace Ventura, then The Mask, then Ace Dumb and Dumber. Ventura, Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. Mask, Dumb and Dumber. And then Ace Ventura Two was like that. Mm-hmm. It started. It was right away. And I think he rose and accomplished so much so quickly. Even though it's been 20 years, over 20 years, I think he's kind of like, okay, I've done this for a while, and I can start to call things meaningless and. You know, right. <laughs> well, I'm glad for this project because it seems like he's finally challenging himself again, mm-hmm. which is really exciting to me. I I get so bummed out, whether it's locally or in Hollywood, to watch any artist just settle and not continue to grow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that, especially when you I mean, not even especially when you when you say you have accomplished a lot, whether you have or not, if you're satisfied and you want to stop, stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, same thing. Same thing happened with Dave Chappelle. I mean, he didn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. He just he just stopped. He, or, he was uh, Rick Moranis, too. But I get it. If you yeah, want to chill just, out, pull a Greta Garbo or whatever you want to call it. Just, right. Yeah. Just get yeah, out. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And I respect for that. Um, and then my one really big thing that I wanted to talk about the most was It. Finally watched it. Oh, you finally watched It. I finally watched it. You've seen it. It's so good. Have you watched it yet? Of course not. No, you're not going to. Uh, see, I no. think I, <laughs> I think it's it's not hyper scary. It's very suspenseful. But there's like only like a couple of like jump moments, kind of like Get Out. I think Get Out and It would be movies that you could watch. Okay. Um, there there is some twisted imagery in it. Yeah, but it's not like jump scares. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's a couple good big yeah. jumpy scares, but um I mean, everybody can handle a few of those. I think um now and I'm watching this and I'm going, I wanted to read the book again before I before I watched it and I'm watching it going and I I didn't. I never I couldn't find the book. It's packed away somewhere. But I'm watching it going I can't remember if that happened in the book or not, but there were some things that I kind of did remember, and I was like, oh, yeah, because they're not in the miniseries, which right. is the only one I've ever watched. Um, well, it's the only one there is, but um, I think it was I think it was really cool that um, because it's so updated, or it's so much newer. I mean, 1990, God, that's dang close to 30 years ago, you yep. guys. Oh. Scary, isn't it? Yep. And um, just the strides we've made with effects. And also keep in mind, it was a made-for-TV miniseries. They couldn't be super gory. No. And it was not. It wasn't even cable. It was network television. Yeah, it was. So it was pretty clean. And um, they went. I mean, this was a no holds barred um, thing. They went all the way, and I loved it. I thought it was great. The kids were great. I felt like the kids were much more accurate to the book. They, they were pretty tame in the 1990. Um, Beverly was like the sweetest girl ever, and she wasn't a, she wasn't a super no. sweet girl in the book. Obviously, a lot more cussing and swearing, which yes. Stephen King likes to write mm-hmm. kids cussing, because he, he said that in interviews. He's like, that's how we talked. There's no reason to write it yeah. differently. If you can't handle it, don't read it. That's I'm, I'm absolutely right there with him. I, I am not the biggest fan of excessive cussing but yeah. if it's but if it's true to that circumstance or those characters or anything like that absolutely you need to put that in there otherwise yeah. it's not realistic whatsoever right mm-hmm. yeah 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 um anything else that you watched bill skarsgård though oh yeah god he's so good well and i watched an interview with him it's on the it's on the blu-ray where 
the stuff he does with his face in the movie, he just does that with his face. Mm-hmm. Like he sticks his lip out and his eye like goes the other way and stuff. He's like he just does that stuff. It's not CGI. Have it's... you watched anything else that he's been in? You should watch You know I haven't. You should watch Hemlock Grove. Uh-huh. It's a Netflix original. It was one of their first originals. It's a horror original with him and uh Joel De La Fuente who uh I I absolutely love. Okay. Uh, and uh, the woman who played uh, uh, X Men, she was pff, Jean Grey in X Men. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't know her name, uh, but I know you're talking yeah. about it. But it was yeah. it was a good cast, and it was the first season's great. Second, third season kind of go off the rails very okay. quickly. Yeah. But anyways, um, I'm ready for the next one. Like yeah. it could come out tomorrow, and I'd go watch it tomorrow. <laughs> it's supposed to be the adult story, I guess. I mean, I'm assuming. Well, yeah. It's I mean, the like story. the books. The books kind of because he's between. gone. I mean, yeah. they, he's well. Spoiler. He, Pennywise is gone. But if you know the story, you he's know out, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I'm ready for the adult story. Yeah. <laughs> Was there anything else that you had? No, I didn't watch a ton of TV this week. I, know, I, I, I listened to podcasts mostly because I was working. Um, what are you listening to right now? Oh, man. <laughs> I am completely caught up. I never thought I would be on Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. Oh, my gosh. And they're on uh, episode 190. So, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a nerdy podcast because they talk about I've, – I've talked about it before. They talk about the old Universal Pictures a lot and just, just old monster movies. And it's like really bizarre trivia that – most people don't know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who they're talking about. <laughs> right. So, yeah. And um, other than that, that's pretty much it. Cool. So uh, let's move on to the next thing, guys. So this question came uh, from a conversation that I had with uh, some people while we were watching movies, because I tend to watch movies and television with subtitles. It's just how, how I roll. Do you guys find it difficult to pay attention to movies when there are subtitles on the television. I find it difficult to pay attention to anything else. Really? Well, I mean, that's that's the problem is that it draws the eyes. So when you say movies that rely on subtitles... I'm not saying like necessary like movies that are like foreign movies or anything like okay. that. Like I watched all television with subtitles nowadays. Okay, all, okay. All so television. you're talking everything. Yeah. Which is... For instance, that's how my parents do it, partly because they have poor hearing and partly because of the space between the TV and the couch and yada, yada. Yeah. Um, so there there are several factors there. And so I'm, I'm used to it if somebody else prefers that. But I, I tend to not rely on those mm-hmm. um, unless it's something where I'm trying to learn word for word what it is they're saying right I, I turn it on from time to time if I have to if I'm watching something when people in the house are asleep uh-huh. I turn it on because I usually keep the sound down right. and um, I don't want to miss anything or have to back up right so I usually turn it on not usually when I'm watching TV it's usually just movies um, it, I mean you know but uh, I don't get distracted because I've I mean I yeah, it doesn't distract me. It it keeps me more focused actually. Right. Yeah. I wonder, and this is you know this is not something that we could do, but I wonder if the makers of bad lip reading could go into the closed captioning business. That would be awesome. Wouldn't it be hilarious? Yeah. 
So are there so on, <laughs> as a kind of an aside for this specific question, do you guys feel that there are any movies that do subtitles well that are kind of different than normal subtitles, or do you guys remember any instances in television that they kind of make it? part of the experience. I know like the one that I think of right off the bat, well, I've got two. One was Heroes where they would kind of like have the dialogue kind of like follow the characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Was there any others that you guys can think of that kind of follow through with that or any ones that you kind of think uh, of where subtitles work? I remember well? any anytime there's a movie where the one that's popping in my mind is uh, The Medicine Man, right? Sean Connery. Um, they would have these native people with really thick accents trying to speak English, mm-hmm. and they would just subtitle it. So anything like that where it's a super thick accent, they're actually speaking English, but the accent is so thick it's it's difficult to understand. And they do that on, like, you know, reality TV and the news and stuff like that, too. Right. Or, um, like, How I Met Your Mother, when people are a certain level of drunk, they need subtitles. Okay, um, yeah. they, they make a joke out of that. I, I thought immediately of Passion of the Christ. Yeah. Because um, yeah. they chose to do the entire thing in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Um, Hebrew, right? Yeah. Yeah. Weren't they, weren't they originally, when they were cast and they were sent the scripts, wasn't it completely in Hebrew when they were sent the scripts and the actors kind of, like, freaked out about it? I wouldn't it? be surprised if Jim Caviezel was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's like a story that I heard. Also on the the DVD of Passion of the Christ, this is kind of like one of my favorite stories to tell. There's an alternate ending, and I haven't seen said alternate ending, but there is on the DVD. It says specifically alternate ending. I don't think the ending is alternate in the sense that they it help changes Jesus down. what <laughs> happens. It fits it's into... probably just a different shot or yeah it's yeah. like when i saw that thelma and louise had an alternate ending it's not that different right. it's just <laughs> not like scott pilgrim the alternate ending right yeah oh there's also an alternate scene in it mm-hmm. um on the blu-ray have you seen it yeah the the, the sewer the, scene mm-hmm. uh <laughs> where he just walks up and he goes would you like your boat back and he goes yeah and he grabs it and goes thanks and he leaves <laughs> yep and it goes Shit. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. That's that's like a how it should have ended video. That's right. wonderful. <laughs> I I loved uh how it should have ended uh with Captain America, the Winter Soldier. He throws you know, because they had that awesome shot where he throws the shield and the Winter Soldier grabs it because he's got the same Kind of metal in his arm, I don't or know, or something. Whatever. Yeah, did it's, they really? Exp- was that they had yeah, vibranium pretty, in his? It hand? was vibranium. Yeah, yeah okay. making up his arm, and and so in the how it should have ended, he's like, "Thanks for the shield. I'm keeping this. Give it." That's great. <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful, uh, especially because his shield does not obey the laws of physics. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Also, um, to get back to movies there's a couple movies that you guys need to watch um that deal kind of with deaf characters and how they handle uh subtitles in the film okay specifically baby driver was really good about it oh nice um there's a a major character in the film who speaks completely in sign language uh and same thing with john wick 2 and it's both interesting and the john wick 2 one is actually kind of cool because it's a major villain in the film it's somebody who's killing people and they're speaking in sign language so having a villain who can't hear and stuff like that is mm-hmm. actually kind of cool. Speaking of, um, this is a bit of a tangent, but I don't know if I mentioned when we did our Doctor Who show um, how. Oh, because it wasn't it wasn't that episode specifically. It was a previous episode, but the fact that they they had a little person in 
the show as just a normal character. Which was awesome. It was so exciting to yeah. me. I was like, what an awesome opportunity. And to, to just say, hey, this is just a normal person. We're not making a joke or a big deal out of the fact that this person is little. That's that's really kind of where I want to see diverse stories about how you don't like when they cast a black guy, it's like, hey, look, it's the black guy. Or like, but this one, it was just a normal character right. who was like a, a a little person who was cast as a like a normal character, and that's what mm-hmm. I want to see more of. But then on the other hand, I also agree with some actors who were like, we need uh, roles written for black characters, like really strong roles. So it's like a mixture of both of those that kind of need to happen. That's such really an aside. Is. Yeah, it yeah. Really is. So, but no, I thanks for bringing that up because I remember that that was I was like, wow, this is great. Yeah, I remember being very impressed by that. All right, Michael, I think you have a six degrees for us. I sure do. So, um, this is you know a a little bit late in the game, but since it is January, <laughs> I was trying to think of something fun and New Year's themed. For you guys. Um, Okay. All right. Yeah. So here's what I came up with. Mm -hmm. Um, So the the added challenge, the bonus challenge here today is connect these two actors using only movies or TV shows that have New Year's Eve scenes in them. Okay. Okay. Um, And I know that's that's a bit tricky, but so, you know, obviously I'm... I'll be okay if you find another way to get there. Try yeah. it. Uh, but what I wanted you to connect was Goldie Hawn to okay. Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I'll let you guys deliberate about that. Um, the rules for those of you just joining us of Six Degrees, how we play it anyways, is you have to know the name of the actor, have to know the name of the movie or TV show. You may use TV shows, just not large ensemble things such as SNL or I guess 30 Rock is also a large ensemble piece. And we are going to put five minutes on the clock. Five minutes. All righty. Okay. And meanwhile, here's a word from somebody. Me. It's hmm. me. Charles. New Year's Eve. I got five Hey friends, this is your humble host Charles, just checking in to see how things are going. I just read through the first draft of your new short film, and I think it's good. I sent you some ideas on how to make it even better when you rewrite it. First off, I want to thank our new listeners to the pod. We had a huge increase last week and the week before in listeners, so if you are new to these parts, welcome. I uh, keep some informational pamphlets about the show somewhere, but all you need to know is that you're welcome around these parts. If you are a returning listener, you know the deal. I think you are a beautiful human being who deserves the world. If you're enjoying the show, it would be a huge benefit to us if you could like us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Something Random Media and at Twitter at SMTNGRNDM. We normally post interesting updates on movies and television, incredible cinematography from Fantastic Films, the occasional meme, and of course, updates on the podcast itself. Links to all of our social medias are in the description of this podcast as clickable links, and it only takes a second to do so. So, just to let you know, in a few weeks, we are going to be adding actual sponsors to the show. My goal is to make sure that it's not distracting and it's something that you guys would be interested in. So, we'll let you know more about that when that comes, but it is coming. 
Thank you to KRFC for having us on their podcasting network. If you haven't heard, KRFC is a nonprofit radio station based out of Northern Colorado who are getting into the podcasting game. They have some incredible podcasts already on the network and many more releasing in the weeks to come. So uh, go to krfc.fm for more information about the new network that we are a part of. One last thing before we get back to the show, we want to get back to answering questions from you, our audience. Do you have something on your mind when it comes to movies or television? Please let us know. Leave your questions for us on social media, or you can email us at info at somethingrandommedia.com. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening to the show, and I love you. Every movie. All right, so we've got two different (laughs) ones this time. (laughs) Both of them not necessarily solving Michael's specific um, request for us. So, Michael... What was your answer? My answer, yes. Um, so, Goldie Hawn, probably the movie that you were both thinking of that you couldn't figure out was Overboard. Overboard. Yes, with, with Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Mm-hmm. There we go. So there was a New Year's Eve scene in that. Yep. Uh, Kurt Russell was in the remake of Poseidon, which the wave hits on New Year's, New Year's Eve. Eve. Okay. Um, uh, turns out Andre Brower was in that as well. Okay. Okay. Um, and this is where I kind of uh, kind yep. of diverted mm-hmm. a little bit okay. because he was a voice in BoJack Horseman. And, of course, there was a New Year's <laughs> Eve episode of BoJack right. Horseman. And so then I just went uh, Will Arnett over to Candace Bergen, who was a voice in BoJack Horseman as well. Okay. Um, That's all over the place. Like, we would have gotten that I, one. Right? <laughs> but keep going. Keep going. I wanted to make it challenging. It is very challenging. Um, and then she was in Sex in the City, the movie, with Sarah Jessica Parser, Parker. Parker. Parser? Sarah Jessica Parcel, uh, <laughs> who was actually in the film called New Year's Eve with Michelle Pfeiffer. What? And Zach Efron. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, yep. Great. So that's, that's where I went. So which, which do you want to do yours first or do you want to do mine first? Yeah, I'll, I'll do mine. Um, I had that... Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was in Batman Returns, which was Christmassy, but I don't ever remember New Year's Eve, but it was close, so I went with it uh, with Danny DeVito, who was in Throw Mama from the Train with Billy Crystal, who did When Harry Met Sally, which does have New Year's Eve in it, mm-hmm. uh, with, of course, Meg Ryan, who was in Hanging Up with Goldie Hawn, which wow. I don't remember well enough to remember if there's a New Year's wow. Eve scene in it, but, but Walter Matthaus in it, and he's an old man. Yeah. All right. Mine does nothing regarding New Year's, <laughs> I don't think. Okay. Uh, so I went Death Becomes Her, you know, Goldie Hawn and Bruce Willis, right? Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis was in Unbreakable with Sam Jackson. Sam Jackson was in Avengers with Robert Downey Jr., RDJ. RDJ was in uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming with Michael Keaton, who was in Batman Returns with Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Oh, and fun little piece of trivia that I found out also while researching oh, this. Fun fact. So originally my plan. <laughs> yes. Originally my plan was to include the Forrest Gump New Year's Eve uh, scene. Okay. Happy New Year, Lieutenant Dan! 
Exactly. <laughs> I really wanted to have Gary Snice as the as the end game there. Wait, Snice. Sinise. Sinise. Thank you. Snice. Gary Sinise. Hey, he seems like a nice guy. One of our one of our best bits is back where Michael can't pronounce names. I love this bit. I thought about actually looking up how to pronounce it, but then I didn't go that route. No, it's good. Keep it. Okay, good. I love it. Anyways, connecting him to Michelle Pfeiffer or no, connecting him to Goldie Hawn. Okay. Um, and what I found out. And I couldn't count this because he was uncredited, but apparently Kurt Russell actually did the Elvis voice in, in Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump. He did. That's yeah. true. He wow. did. Yeah. And so that would have that would have been a three step process and didn't yeah. uh, didn't pan um, out. Uncredited, I'm willing to allow if somebody else in the room knows that it's true. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. Because with that. there are more uncredited roles than you know of. Yep. Yeah. It's there's incredible. a lot. Incredible. Just weird. It's I don't uncreditable, <laughs> and I don't know why that happens. I think I don't know if it's a con- contract it, thing. Or, it's because or... a lot of directors know a lot of like their friends are actors and stuff like that, so they have their friends play these roles, right? But they don't want to spend. Two million dollars on Kurt Russell to say like one line, right? So it's yeah. an under the table deal. So like, like for instance, the the first of the new Muppet movies, there's a lot of uncredited actors, and they don't speak because if they spoke a single line, they would actually be charged so much money to do so. But right. like Neil Patrick Harris and all these other actors mm-hmm. don't speak at all in this film. That's how they get around it. So yeah. okay, all right. Neil Patrick Harris totally did speak in the first one. Did he? Yeah. Did like, he? Oh, he was, but I mean, there's a the lot phone. of actors that did that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson. Doesn't speak in Casper. Yep. He's in it for two seconds. He oh, doesn't okay. talk. I don't think he's. I think he's uncredited. I'm not sure. And we had we had that discussion about Natalie Portman in Avengers because they showed a slightly silhouetted yes, picture right. of Natalie Portman yeah, in the film. It was like six degrees. That yeah, is not even right. count. Yep. Yeah. All right. I think she was credited in that film too. I really doubt Could it. I, I I'll, I'll check it, but I think okay. I think that's a credited uh, part of the movie. How interesting! That'd be funny to be paid for just a just your headshot. <laughs> Not even a good headshot. It was <laughs> like turned away. So, hey, Michael. So since we didn't answer it, we're gonna say that we lost. Okay. What movie do we have to watch? It is called Taking Earth. It is on Netflix. Okay. It is a science fiction sort of. Taking Earth. I'm writing it down right now. My roommate watched it today, and I sat through most of it, and I'm not sure why. That sounds miserable, so thanks for that. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm excited to hear what you think about it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right, let's move on to the the next uh, question for you guys. And uh, so... There's a big problem in movie theaters nowadays where there's a lot smaller of an audience in movie theaters. So the question that I have for you guys is how can movie theater chains improve the movie going experience to stop the drop in audience? Well, I think the bistro has has answered some of that. Okay, so it's kind of making it more of an event again. Yeah. That makes more sense. Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, if the chairs aren't comfortable... Who's going to want to go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Why would you want to yeah. sit in an uncomfortable chair for With two someone's hours? someone's feet on the back of your head. Right. Yeah. The, the, I mean, I don't go to the theater now unless it's the big mm-hmm. the big bistro chairs. I mean, 
I'd rather wait for it to come out on video. Yeah. Right. Video. Absolutely. And, you know what I mean. And <laughs> on, on Betamax. Yeah. <laughs> on the, I'll wait for the radio know. show. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And so I was actually impressed. I saw Star Wars um, at the Metrolux. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't been to the Metrolux in Loveland for a very long time. Uh-huh. But those chairs are insanely comfortable now. Yeah. They upgraded. Yeah, and oh, so I, the Metrolux was, I was okay. in row three and had a perfect view because of how far those chairs leaned back. Great. It yeah. was amazing. That's great. So so I think the I think the comfort, I think the fact that it's an event are both really, really important factors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also there's so little in theater only type content. They should they should release more director's cuts and things only in the theater. That would be cool. Yeah. So I would see that. So there would be more appeal. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can find almost anything online now. Or if mm-hmm. you can't find it online, you can order it online, like DVD or whatever. Um, so I would agree with that. That would um, be pretty cool. That would, that would make things go up. I think um, in line with the the seats and everything, the their the food they're serving, you know, you can get a whole meal. And, you know, if you go to the Alamo... You have a waiter. You, right. You, you raise your little flag, and they come to you, and they don't. You write it down. You don't even talk to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the phone. Uh, that's what I love about the Alamo. If someone's on their phone, be texting on their phone, or if their phone's going off, you raise their flag and give them a little note, and they ask that person to leave. I, you get. You don't get a. You don't get a chance. That's awesome. That's they ask you to leave. That's wonderful. So I would like to see that more and more because there is nothing. More annoying. More than annoying yeah. in a theater than someone next to you. I, w- I, I I've got one asking for your number. Oh, no, man. here's no. here's there's <laughs> one more annoying thing. Yes, at a movie theater, children. Well, not if they're quiet. Okay, no, I, I think loud babies. I would submit to you that that is more annoying in a live theater. If you go, if you're going to a film like. Uh, the Peanuts movie or Despicable Me or something. That there makes are more going sense. to be yeah, kids yeah, yeah, there, yeah. of course, obviously. Yeah. But as far as babies, don't bring a baby to the theater, please. Yeah, it's they, the same thing. they can't appreciate it. It's the same thing with well, and the theater. Like yeah. I completely agree with you, and you're saying it's annoying in the theater. Like we work in now, the theater, and having children. But but now listen, because I'm not saying that people with babies shouldn't be able to do anything. No. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. However, you're disrupting someone else's experience because, I mean, there's there's you don't take a newborn to a theater. You don't take a less than one-year-old to a theater. Right. I, I mean. And none of us are you know actually parents, you know, mm-hmm. that, that we know of. But uh, just kidding. Um, but. I feel like it, <laughs> I feel like my if I had kids, I, they would have to be at a certain age before I would even consider doing certain activities out in public with them. And there's this there's this psychological thing that happens that somehow parents think that their kids are the exception. No, they're going to be fine sitting through two and a half hours of this. No, <laughs> they're not. No, of course they're not. Of course they're not. Because they are children. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing that I wanted to say about making movie theater experience better, stop with the 3D. It's mm-hmm. not worth it. No. No one wants to pay money for that. No, that's not well, true. Well, that's not well, true because some do. I mean, I don't want to pay I, I fucking Sorry. hate 3D. Here's I can't th- see yeah. it, but yeah, I agree. Here's what's with 3D. There are certain films like, okay, Star Wars in 3D, it'd probably be really cool, but I don't need to go and see Home Again in 3D. 
or Ladybird. You know, those aren't <laughs> Ladybird. Okay, so let's, you know what I'm let's saying? do this really quick. Well, let's go around round table. Worst movie to be put in 3D. Michael. Titanic. Kate wins at boobs. Okay. <laughs> Worst? <laughs> they didn't make her boobs 3D. Okay. A worst movie to not have in 3D? Or no, I think worst movie, movie to be... have in 3D. Okay. All right. So that's the only thing that wasn't in 3D was her boobs? So it's like very like dynamic except just... Yeah, okay. exactly. Joel. <laughs> um, I don't know. Mine. Okay, you I got go one. for it. Requiem for a Dream in 3D. Oh, Ew. man. Requiem for a 3D. Yes. <laughs> Um, It would be cool, but I don't know if I would want to. You know, like Dunkirk, that would have been cool in 3D. I would. Uh, But I don't know. Uh, A bad movie. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, you can't. The Room in 3D. You can't put me on the spot like this. (laughs) Oh, hi, Mark. Where's the money, man? (laughs) Well, and also, when they made movies... To be 3D movies, mm-hmm. it's different when they yes. do that. Like, um, I mean, the first thing that's coming to my mind is Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, which is a not the best example because it wasn't done very well. But they do tricks for the 3D audience, right? Yes. Um, when movies aren't made to be put in 3D, it's you know, yeah. The uh, the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. I watched that in 2D in the theaters, mm-hmm. and it was the biggest waste of time because obviously I could see all of the things that were meant to be 3D gimmicks. Yep. Oh, okay. Happening, and I'm like, oh, well, that's boring. Cool. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the next thing. Okay. Joel, you've got something for us. Yes, I do. I, well, I have a couple trivia questions for you while we're on the topic of movies, because <laughs> we never talk about them. Never. But, uh, we've we've touched on trivia a time or two, and um, we thought we'd try and bring it back here. Um, so I just have a handful of general trivia questions I thought you guys might like to answer. I oh boy, think that. Now, this is kind of my category for this first round of trivia. Okay, I think. All of these things have been discussed previously on the podcast. Okay. If memory serves. Okay. Okay. Even if they haven't, I wouldn't be surprised if we brought it up in the future. Now, uh, speaking of uncredited roles, can you name the uncredited actress who voiced Roger's wife, Jessica Rabbit, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Can either of you name the uncredited actress? I sure can't. Nope. Nope. No. Don't got it. Can I can I do a guess? Go for it. Michelle Pfeiffer. It's not Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> it is not Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, Kathleen Turner. No way. Oh. Kathleen Turner. Okay. Yes, All right. Yes, indeed. Um, okay, here's a little easier one. I think both of you may know this, or at least you might. Um, who's the one actor who's been killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator? It's like... What's his name? Carl Weathers? Not Carl, Carl Weathers. Not Carl Weathers. <laughs> what's, what's the actor's name? Uh, Carl Weathers is Apollo Creed. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he? No, no. No, he well, he was in Predator, wasn't he? Yeah, but but that's not him. Um, he, passed by... away, he passed away this past year. He did? Okay. <sighs> I don't know. I, I heard this 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 one and we've talked recently. About, we've talked about it on the I show. I know. This is going to be the worst trivia. Seriously. Pre- oh, I thought you guys would know this one. I thought you guys would know, know this one. That, I know. I'm going to give you a clue. He was almost killed by a tornado. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Okay. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, very good. All right. 
Ring a ding ding. Mary Poppins. I'm going a little Disney now. Okay. okay. All right. Mary Poppins won several Academy Awards in 1964. Best Actress, Best Effects, and Best Score. It also won Best Original Song. Can you name the song that it won? Supergirl? Nope. I want to say it was Jolly Holiday. Neither one of those. Think no. think it's more throughout the entire film. Chim Chim Cheree. That would be yeah, it. Chim, that was going to be my second guess. Yeah. Ah. Chim Chim Cheree won Best Original Song. That's, that's Academy the song? Award in 1964. That's the one yeah. that when we were talking about harmonies and stuff, I was talking about how that was my favorite movie harmony that they I cut out Chim of Chiri. the stage show. Yeah, and it sticks in I think, your head, I, I think, more than any other song. I think I'm a little... I don't like that song because of reasons that we've talked about off this podcast. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Anyways, what else you got for us? I have, I, I have two more questions. I may just ask this one. Well, you know, let's do them all. Um, Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. He's been known to say he has very few regrets in his acting career. There is one role that is... A giant regret because he turned it down. Do you know what it is? Oh, because he turned it down. I was going to say the emoji he, movie. No, because he turned it down and did not do. Oh, it was, uh, wasn't it Gandalf? No, I'll give you a clue. It is a voiceover role. Wasn't Darth Vader, was it? No, no. it wasn't Darth Vader. Was it a movie or a television show? It was a movie. Okay. Was a, I'll even give you a clue. It was a Disney movie. It, That's not a a big help now. Patrick <laughs> Stewart turned down a Disney movie in the nineties. He turned down uh, uh, wasn't it Lion King that he turned down? Wasn't Lion King? No, man. we're we're just thinking James Earl Jones all the time now. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I, yeah, I got nothing. Big Disney in the nineties? No guess. Uh, Genie? No, not Genie. <laughs> Jafar. He turned down the role of Jafar. Oh, okay. I was in the same ballpark. Iago. Yeah. No. Uh, he turned down the role of Why Jafar. Why was I thinking? <laughs> Just look at this. Just look at this. I am so ticked off that I am molting. No, no, no. <laughs> That's good. All right. That's good. Uh, last question. What the hell? I am going to go ahead and ask this Let's last one. Although you guys bombed um, until we got until I gave you clues, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> can you name? Since we're on a Disney tangent here, can you name the three fairies in Sleeping Beauty? <laughs> no, I can barely even tell you the colors. Inky, Blinky, and what's the th- the third oh, Pac-Man? No. You're so close. No, you're not close. <laughs> oh, sorry, well, man. I'll, gi- I'll give you a clue. I'll give you a clue. This may not help, but they are also the two-headed twins. There's the, they share names with the two-headed twins in the Adams family. Right, right. Two oh. of them do. I, uh, Inky? No. <laughs> Blinky? No, 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 no. Pinky? Stinky. <laughs> That's the fourth Pac-Man. <laughs> Stink. What's the fourth Pac-Man's name? Sue. It's not Sue? It is. That's Mrs. Pac-Man. Oh, that's Mrs. Pac-Man. Or Ms. Sorry. Um... Anyway, the fairies' names are Flora, Fauna, and Merryweather. Oh, that's right. See, I knew that at one point, and then just... You ready for mind. this? Blinky? Pinky. Pinky. Inky? Inky. Clyde. Clyde. That's what it was. And thank you so much, guys, for joining us this week. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Hey, if you have any trivia questions for us, you should send them in. Yeah. We would love to hear your questions. We will promise that if you send us a trivia question, we won't Google it. It's true. Joel's job specifically is to gather trivia questions for us. I'll give you a... Michael's job is to look pretty. My job is to 
dress nice for the pot. I'm so overdressed today, guys. You know, I almost had a time because I was getting pictures taken early, but um, I... Uh, if we're going to keep on with this trivia thing, which I think we should, I'll give you a theme for next please week. Please do, please do. Um, I don't have it now, okay. but I'll text it to you, and for the next show, I'll have for the next show. Mm-hmm. All right? Sweet. All right, all right, all right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys, so much for listening. Uh, as always, guys, my name is Charles Joseph... My name is Charles Joseph Kelly. Can't even pronounce her own name, And huh? I cannot pronounce anything today. Yeah. <laughs> I am Michael C. Macbeth. Thanks for being here. Joel, back at it again on the old podcast microphone. Yes, you are. Yeah. Yep. And as always, guys, have yourselves a wonderful week. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, hey, so I haven't given you a movie yet, or... Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.